If you ask me, one of the most exciting bands in Halifax right now is Hillsburn. They came crashing out of the gate back in 2015 as the regional winners of CBC's Searchlight competition and have since earned a reputation as a high-energy, must-see live act equipped with powerhouse vocals, catchy-as-hell choruses, and harmonies for days. All of these elements are on full display on their new album, The Wilder Beyond. And while the record explores themes of isolation, loneliness, and loss, it shimmers with silver linings throughout. Hope, compassion, and caring burst through the strange clouds and the young desires. Earlier this year, Hillsburn's Paul Arnson stopped by the CKDU studios for a live interview on Halifax's Burning. We talked about the new album, how touring has made the group better, and what it's like getting someone else to sing the songs you write. Tonight in studio with me on Halifax is Burning, Paul Arnson from Hillsburn. How are you doing? Good, Trevor. How are you doing? I'm really glad that you're here. Thanks for coming by. Oh, it's my pleasure. This record uh, sounds gigantic. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very much, I mean, when you see your band live, that is very much the vibe you get in terms of uh, the the grandiosity of everything from the vocals, the kind of the group vocals, but also just in the performance, you guys are super energetic and, and very captivating, I think. Um, how does one go about trying to capture <laughs> that energy from the stage to a record like this, especially when you were making it yourself? Yeah, I mean, ideally, if one had lots of money, we would go into a, a big fancy studio and tried to do it there but we had the opposite of that so it was sort of a challenge to capture as much sort of vivacity in a performance as you could in my bedroom right so was the whole record done uh, in the bedroom the drums were recorded in a spare room at claire's parents house (laughs) that everything else uh, (laughs) was in my bedroom so we would push the bed aside and set up some mics and off we would go (laughs) wow i mean you honestly you would never know i don't think you know like you assume this is a a very much a studio record i think cool well that's what we were going for for better or worse you know it sounds how it sounds and I think, yeah, that was the intention. And so going in to make this record, doing it yourself, you taught yourself how to sort of do some mixing and, and you kind of really de- dug deep into some YouTube tutorials. Is that correct? <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that's right. I had a, like a basic knowledge of how to record myself on acoustic guitar and, and, and vocals and things like that. But I think it was, it must've been the fall of 20, whatever, you know, 16, we reached out to Dan Ledwell, who you know, and who, mm. who you know does amazing work. And he didn't have room in his schedule for, I think it was six months or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's crazy. He's and, a busy guy. Yeah. And we wanted to have something out as soon as we could. So the the decision was, do we go to another city? We didn't want to do that. We wanted to stay at home and stay in our apartments and stuff and work close to home. So I decided to just learn how to make a record, <laughs> which was, like you said, mainly at the end of every day, watching YouTube for three hours and seeing how <laughs> professionals do stuff. There's so much stuff on there. You can, it, YouTube is it's, uh, bonkers. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I, that's all I did. And it was a bunch of trial and error. Did you ever, was there a, a moment where you were like, something you were trying to figure out for a really long time and then you watch a tutorial and you're like, oh man, that's oh, so yeah. simple. I think that was like a daily thing. I was like, <laughs> I just can't route this through this. And then one guy had a 30 second long video how he showed me how to do it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was, it's a wild experience. Tell me about Hillsburn, the place, the namesake of this band. Yeah, it's a, a little, I don't even know if it's technically a village. It's sort of like a kilometer long stretch of road over the North Mountain from Annapolis Royal on the Bay of Fundy, mm. sort of like a little fishing community. 
and uh, I don't, I'm not sure how I ended up living there uh, starting in 2011 and the band sort of formed as an accident when some of them came down just to hang out because I was friends with Clayton from university right and he came down and we hung out and Rosanna and Jackson came as well and we sort of accidentally became a folk band because all we had sitting around my apartment was whatever acoustic instruments I had at the time. I didn't have an electric guitar because I was basically living out of my van before that, so I had a, didn't have any power. So, it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had acoustic guitar and stuff like that, and we became a folk band, and I moved to the city, and we sort of progressed to what you just heard from there. So were you, are you originally from Nova Scotia? Like you, was that like a homecoming when you settled in that house in Hillsburg? It was. It felt like a homecoming. I, I was born in Ontario, but I've lived out here for, oh man, 13 years now. Mm. And uh, I had, I'd lived out here for university and then after university. And then I sort of went and drove around in a van by myself with my dog for a while and tried to find out where it, on the continent I wanted to live, what felt like the best place. And after all that, Nova Scotia still felt like home. So I came back and went to Hillsburn. It's a, ma- it's a magnetic place, oh, this man. Nova Scotia. Yeah, We've got it really here. is. Yeah. It really is, yeah. So the arrival of this band, um, not only spurred by this happenstance uh, kind of hangout, but yeah. also there was a push for you to want to sort of take this seriously and, and write songs seriously, and that kind of stemmed from a health scare. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was. It would have been the winter of 2014. Uh, I lived by myself in a house with, I guess I had a little bit of furniture by then, but for the first two years I just slept on an air mattress. And uh, I, I started getting these chest pains, and so I went and got some tests run, and the doctors couldn't figure out what it was. And it was sort of one of those moments where you realize that your time is potentially finite and that time may be shorter than you had initially hoped it might be. So I remember lying in my bed one morning after not having slept all night because I was scared that I could potentially die in my sleep. <laughs> and I, Very real concern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and I thought, well, if I'm going to, maybe I only have X amount of time left. What do I want to do? And I'd always really loved writing songs but I'd never really sort of done it in earnest. So I thought, right. all right, well, I'm going to spend the next month just writing a bunch of songs and see if I enjoy it as much as I think I do. And I did, and I wrote uh, an album worth of stuff, and then I called Clayton, who had just come back from living in B.C., and uh, he came down and played some instruments on some songs and sort of went from there. Is that sense of mortality something you continue to try to bring to the songs that Hillsburn performs? Yeah, I mean, for me, there's... I'm not so worried the day-to-day about my health because the chest pains have gone away and the doctors don't know what they were. <laughs> and uh, so, but there, it's sort of, I think, put a sense of urgency behind anything that I do. I mean, I'm, I'm in my early 30s now, so there's... You kind of have to try things and hope that something settles and feels good, and this is what has felt good. Not financially, <laughs> you know how that goes. Starting yeah. out a band is not—it's not lucrative. Yeah, but it feels like the thing that I should be doing. And there was a point in my life where I was worried I would never find something that felt like it should be the thing that I'm doing. So to have found this and to be able to do it uh, with some people that are good people and that I care about—it's—it seems like an ideal situation. Seems sometimes you got wolves around you. You terrified. gets better the stormy weather 
It's tethered to this time of life. So a sense of urgency, a sense of of sort of uh, self-realization. One thing I noticed kind of listening to this record and coming through is that um, some of the themes that come across reflect, I think, some of uh, a more hopeful outlook, a more, but also a sense of now's the time. Let's do this now. Is, yeah. is that something you're thinking about usually when you're writing songs? And, and how do you approach writing a new song in that frame? Yeah, I mean, it's it's different from song to song, but I've definitely noticed I don't intentionally write it, go to say on this album I'm going to be uh, cautiously hopeful about stuff. <laughs> but I think, as as you I'm sure know from writing songs, I mean, as much as you might try to couch a song in inside of a different narrative apart from yourself, inevitably lots of you goes into that song. Yeah, and I think for me my personality is such that I look around and I see a lot of bad stuff and I feel pretty negative a lot, but I also am not the person that is going to let myself be defeated by whatever. So I just try to stay as hopeful as I can within the context of my own personality, which is not innately that hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very, also a very unique um, approach because while you are penning these songs, you're not always singing these songs. Yeah. So yeah. the narrator, for example, like when you're writing a song like that and you're trying to get those emotions across, um, if it's you singing, sometimes I think the listener inherently starts to think, okay, this is a story about this person. Yeah. Yeah. So do you find that? comforting or easier when you can say actually you know Rosanna's going to sing this song like do you does your role switch from more of a personal narrator to like a narrative narrator yeah I mean if if that could be the case in every song and I could just sort of be the narrative narrator and hand it off to someone else to sing that would be great I I don't mind singing it's not I'm I'm not an overly uh outgoing person and the idea of sort of being the center of attention all the time it does not go well with my personality. <laughs> if I could put like a blanket over my head for shows, I probably would. So it's nice to have the sort of freedom to write a song from a different perspective and maybe just hand it off to someone and say, okay, you try and deliver this now and I'll just hide over here by the guitar. Does it take some of the pressure off sometimes? Uh, I think it must. Mm. I think it must take some of the pressure off because it's less likely that someone's going to come up to you after the show and say, well, that song that you just sang about yourself. And it's like, <laughs> well, it wasn't about myself. It's it's easier if someone else is singing it, I think, yeah. Does that change the dynamic in the band? How, do, how does this band interact in uh, you being the lead songwriter? And then, like, do you write a song with Rosanna in mind, or do you all come together on those decisions? Um, no, I don't usually, I mean, there have been occasional songs that I've written with her singing in mind, but often I'll just write a song and bring it to rehearsal and we'll say, all right, who does anyone immediately feel like they want to sing this song? And Clayton and I are usually last to put our hands up just because (laughs) personality wise and Rosanna likes singing more than we do. So she's usually... Uh, eager to sing a song, which is great because I rarely want to sing a song. So (laughs) it works out nicely from that perspective. She left with Hallie's comment. It was 1986. And people said, now buck up, kid. You're too young, you love too quick. Serpent, Cosagan's Cosmos. And the lake kind of lost its 
listen to another song from the record called Everywhere. This is a song you teamed up with Classified for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that come about? Well, uh, our manager, Nigel, um, had had a, an article written about him in the newspaper, which Classified's mother read. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> this is the most Nova Scotian story. <laughs> yeah, so she called Luke up and said, hey, there's this uh, nice young man in the newspaper. Why don't you reach out to him and do some work with him? He sounds like a good guy. So uh, he did, and they worked together on some things, and part of that ended up being Nigel saying to Luke, wait, why don't you have them in to record a song? So we showed up <laughs> at his studio one day for what we assumed was just a discussion about what we were going to do, and he's like, oh, where are your instruments? I thought we were going to record today. <laughs> oh, no. So what you're going to hear is uh, me slightly scared and definitely tired at 9.30 in the morning, screaming the highest notes I've ever screamed in my life after having just forgotten to bring instruments to the studio. (laughs) You can't ask for a better introduction (laughs) than that. Fled me through the cars of a train Bumped out my heart on the pretty sky I buried someone From their new album, The Wilder Beyond, that's Hillsburn and a song called Everywhere. I'm in the studio tonight with Paul Arnst, and we're chatting about this new record. Paul, that song I read was about the loss of innocence. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's uh, written from the perspective of someone who sort of went through, I think when we're all, well, most of us, if we're lucky enough to live a relatively normal childhood, sort of carry a sense of innocence with us through to whenever eventually we lose that and this song is sort of about someone who went through this whatever traumatic thing that's never named and it's colored his expectations about everything that happens to him from there on so even in a good moment he's always wondering about how is the bottom going to fall out of this or how is this not true is this person lying to me it's just a general suspiciousness that i've certainly i mean i noticed a little bit in it in, in, my, in myself, and I've noticed it in other people. So, yeah, it's written from that general perspective. There seems to be a, a certain degree that's that's always on, on the kind of uh, underneath of these songs of compassion and empathy and understanding. Are those concepts that you kind of sort of wrap your head around or is that as is it an existential kind of uh you know the weight of it all on your shoulders all the time or or am i just making this up no i think i mean for me personally something to attain to is to be as empathetic as possible because i mean a lot of people have it very hard you don't know someone's perspective when you run into them on the street and the initial impulse is always to immediately you know judge someone and so if those sorts of things creep into the lyrics of the songs, that's that's great. It's not I don't think it's necessarily an intentional sort of thing for the whole record, but I'm glad it's there. Yeah. yeah. Is thinking that way is like a, f- a philosophical approach to songwriting something you think about? No, for me, I think mostly about story. Yeah. I come to it from the perspective of what's an interesting story and how can I sort of put a twist on something that 
makes it interesting. How can you sort of lead someone down a path and then sort of flip it on its head and stuff like that? That is the most sort of interesting songwriting to me. And so that's what I hope to try and do a little bit in some songs. And there's also, uh, we're going to hear a song uh, in a little bit called Cover It Up, um, where you sort of talk about this dichotomy of existence. And you you mention kind of in this in this brief uh uh, this sort of idea of like Radiohead's OK Computer about sort of existing while simultaneously kind of combating that existence. I, I wonder if you could kind of tell us a little bit more about that and, and how that kind of creeps into your songs. Yeah, I mean, I think as, as someone in, in their 30s, I think probably most of us get to a point in our, in our lives where we say, OK, this is, I think, the path I'm on. And I'm going to try and live this path as best I can. But I think it's just part of human nature to always have in the back of your head. What did I do at this stage of my life that could have taken me in direction X? Mm -hmm. What could I have done differently to go in direction Y? And I think it's just part of part of human nature to always sort of whether you admit it or not, always have in the back of your head. Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? So I think and cover it up. It's about that, this person sort of having a discussion with their partner about, oh, here we go, we're going to do this great thing in our life. But at the same time, the person is uh, distinctly aware that this is not how they would have wanted to be at their stage in their life mm. when they were, you know, younger and right. sort of had the whole world ahead of them. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's almost uh, an opposite of sort of the story you described earlier where you made that decision, yeah. like, I'm going down this road and this is how I'm going to get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the road, your Hillsburn is a band that tours pretty frequently. You're you're kind of the road warriors of, <laughs> of the local scene. Has touring changed the band? I uh, probably I think touring a lot has made our relationships with each other better. Actually, I think just sort of being stuck in this tube of metal on the highway all the time <laughs> you inevitably if you just got to sort your crap out with yeah. each other you know there's no there's no experience quite like it yeah it's really frankly. i mean yeah you know what it's like you, you you're on the road and if someone bothered you an hour ago and you have to sit beside them for the next six hours you're like, <laughs> so inevitably you just whether you do it on that leg of the tour or you come back and you sit down and you talk it out you just are forced to like a family who live in a house together, you got to sort your crap out or you're going to hate each other. Mm -hmm. So I think it's been good for us. I hope other people in the band feel that way. That's <laughs> I Is it, I always wonder about siblings who perform together because there's no way in hell that like my brother and I could ever be in a band. My brother's like 0% musical. Yeah, yeah. Is there a, a weird, not weird is not the right word, but yeah. is there a, a sibling dynamic with Clayton and Rosanna that kind of you notice in that band dynamic? Are they in like intrinsically connected <laughs> on some level that you just can never match? I'm sure they are. It's not, if it is, it's not that, uh, it's not expressed outwardly. Like they clearly have a love for each other and a connection, but it's not like either of them is ever usually reading each other's minds. Right, right. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no like twin ESP No, going on no, no. Well, not that they're twins, but no, you know. No, no, well, they're, they're like eight years apart. Yeah. So it would be a, it would be a, it would be a very mild ESP if it were the first time. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thanks for coming in tonight. Well, thanks um, for having me. This record is sound, sounding really great. Thank and, you. um, I think it's been it's been interesting watching the band rise and and continue to grow and I'm sure that this is just the bottom of the hill you still got lots oh. and lots of uh, lots and lots of uh, great things to achieve and accomplish and I think this record is kind of setting you well on that way congratulations on this record thank you 
There you have it, my conversation with Paul Arnson from Hillsburn. To learn more about the band and to buy their new record, The Wilder Beyond, visit hillsburn.com. listening to this interview today, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just search for Halifax's Burning and it'll pop up. While you're there, please make sure to rate and review the podcast. You can also find a handy link at halifaxsburning.com. On that site, you can also grab past episodes of Halifax's Burning, a weekly radio show dedicated to the best Atlantic Canadian music that airs every Tuesday night on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax, Nova Scotia. You can also find Halifax is Burning on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.